Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello, welcome into the LightningInsider.com podcast. I am Eric Erlitson from LightningInsider.com after Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Final. A 3-2 overtime loss for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, I get a really early flight tomorrow. And I guarantee you by the time you listen to this podcast, I will already be in the air. So we're not going to spend... A ton of time on this, and I'm going to touch on basically just two things here to uh, to kind of recap this game and touch on this game and what happened and what went on. Because there were a couple of things that uh, stood out to me, including the controversy towards the end that we're going to get to. But I do want to make sure that you know that this podcast is brought to you by Bioprotein it's the number one non-synthetic alternative to prescription hormone injection. Look, change how you look, perform, and feel with BioProtech. You can find BioProtech on Instagram or Twitter at BioProteinTech or online at BioProteinTech.com. You can enter the code LIGHTNING for $30 off any order. That's LIGHTNING for $30 off any order. And as, of course, if I've, as I've told you here throughout the last couple of rounds of this podcast, um, ATSBattery.com. That's where my friend Bob uh, has helped me out here uh, get to these away games the last couple of, of rounds. Uh, so, again, any battery you need, any uh, commercial um, training, cleaning, installation, training, anything you need uh, when it comes to commercial power, ATSBattery.com is the website. All right, um, I'm going to start at the beginning of the game because in all honesty, and we'll get to the controversy for sure, in all honesty, this game was not lost in overtime. That's where the game was decided. The game was lost in the first period. The Lightning, honestly, could not have played a much better first period than they did. They had jump, they had energy, they had push, puck in the zone. I mean, you score 36 seconds into the game. It's the fastest goal to start a Stanley Cup final game since 2006 as Anthony Sorelli pounces on a rebound. And no, this isn't the controversy because if you noticed, the helmet for Darcy Kemper did come off uh, right before Sorelli scored the goal. But the rule is a goalie's helmet coming off is not an automatic stoppage of play. There's only 
The only time there it does not result in an automatic stoppage of play is if there's a scoring is if there's an imminent scoring chance. Well, there was an imminent scoring chance, and Anthony Sorelli scored. So that wasn't controversial at all. I know Avalanche fans probably feel differently, but the rule is the rule. That's not a judgment call. That's not anything other than exactly how things are written in the book. That if a goalie's helmet comes off, it is not an automatic stoppage of play because if there is an imminent scoring chance, then play will continue, and it did, and Anthony Sorelli scored the goal. Another part of that rule that I'd never read before, and I thought this was interesting, I'm just passing it along. If a player is coming down on a breakaway and a goalie removes his helmet, they will award the goal. (laughs) Makes sense, right? Anybody seen that video a few years ago of of the goalie who turned around and and pushed the net off the moorings on a breakaway? Because there wasn't anything in the rule about that. You get a delayed game call if you intentionally push... Uh, the net off the moorings they um they eventually did change that rule but uh yeah the rule book states that if a player is coming down on a breakaway and a goalie tries to remove his mask to get a stoppage of play they will award the goal to the player just an interesting nugget so you get the goal 36 seconds in and it was shift after shift wave after wave of the lighting put it on pressure you know the shot attempts for the first period were relatively even but the shots on goal were lopsided. They were 15-2 at even strength. They were 17-4 overall. Scoring chances slightly in favor of Tampa Bay. High danger chances. Tampa Bay had double. Uh, actually, they ended up putting seven high danger scoring, uh, high, high danger chances on the board from uh, natural stat trick for, for the first period. So they were 7-3 in high danger chances. So they did everything that they would have wanted to do in terms of how they wanted to come out and play, the only thing is is they only got the one goal. And if you're Colorado, you're sitting there saying, look, we just faced the best period that this team has played against us, and we only gave up one goal. We're one shot away from being in this game. So to me, that's where the Lightning lost this game. Colorado scores it on another power play goal. A fortunate bounce. Puck off the stick of, I believe it was Miko Rantanen. Hits Andre Vasilevsky. Hits the skate of Nathan McKinnon and goes in. So Nathan McKinnon gets credit for his first goal of the final that tied the game. Victor Hedman, who was in the box for that call, put Tampa Bay back in front just a few minutes later with a backhand shot that made it 2-1. to one, And the Lightning held a 2-1 lead going into the third period. And again, another lucky bounce goes Colorado's way. Um, rebound deflects in off Andrew Cogliano and ends up tying the game. So it's 2-2. Nikita Kucherov hit, hits a post. And then in the overtime, it was eerily similar in some ways to game six against Toronto, which went to overtime, where the Leafs had a, a good push in that, uh, in that period. Uh, in that overtime session, and it ended up being Tampa Bay that scored it on Braden Point's winner with just over two minutes left in the overtime. It had that feel for it because Colorado had the puck a lot. Uh, wasn't a lot of sustained pressure in Tampa Bay's zone, and, and really right before the eventually game winner was scored, 
Uh, Andre Vasilevsky had to make a couple of uh, remarkable saves, including a, a mini breakaway chance from Logan O'Connor. Uh, he had an unbelievable sort of kick save at one point uh, just after that. So you, you could see and, and feel Colorado coming in that overtime period. And in a just world, perhaps the results with how Colorado was pushing in the overtime ended up being the proper result. However, again, the lighting didn't get the breaks in the first period. Uh, Nikita Kucherov hits the crossbar right off of a, of a face-off play in the third period. So they didn't get the breaks, and then Colorado gets the couple of fortunate bounces on their goals in regulation. And then we get to the overtime winner and this is where it's going to be talked about for a long time there's a couple of similar type goals that happened in the 80s that are still talked about to this day and this one is going to be talked about in that same light I forget and somebody will correct me their memories probably better than mine, but there was a game involving, I believe, the Bruins and the Canadians, where there was a too many men on the ice call let go and led to a game-winning goal. There was a another one, I believe, between the Islanders and the Penguins that was an offside play that wasn't called. I mean, I've heard about those plays more than a few times in my career walking through the press boxes around the league. And now we're going to get the Game 4 controversy on the game-winning goal that put Colorado up three games to one in the best of seven series. Because the play was too many men in the ice. And it's pretty clear as day that it's too many men in the ice. Because you, you look at the replay leading up to it. The puck is in Colorado's end. You got one Colorado defenseman behind the net. And Darcy Kemper trying to catch Tampa Bay in a line change because both teams are, were trying to do a line change. It's a long, it's a long change because it's the, it's the even number period, period number four. So he gives it, and I forgive me, I don't know who the defenseman was um, who did it. But he sends it up to Nazem Kadri, who, who eventually scores the winning goal. And if you freeze frame it, at the moment that Kadri collects the puck, Kadri is at the opposite end of the boards from the Colorado bench. And you can see the player that he is replacing, who I believe was Nathan McKinnon, is still on the ice. He is not yet in the bench area. And, you know, there is this five-foot rule that... A player can be, if they're within five feet, they're going to let it go. The problem here is, is Kadri's already at the opposite end of the ice, and the player that he is replacing is still on the ice, which tells you he, in, he got himself involved in the play way too early, and it should have been a too many men on the ice call. And it wasn't clear when it happened because the lightning were changed behind the play. There was a lot of chaos Sometimes in those situations, and that's what this was. It was it was a chaotic situation. 
but you've got four officials. Linesmen can make these calls. You have four officials on the ice, and they all missed it. And to answer the question you're already asking in your head, Eric, why can't that be reviewed? It's not a reviewable play. The only plays that you can review are goals that result on an offside challenge, a goalie interference challenge, or a stoppage of play challenge. And stoppage of play does not include penalties. Stoppage of play is a hand pass or a high stick or a puck in the netting. We saw that earlier this year, right? Florida's Anthony DeClaire scored one that hit the netting. Uh, clearly wasn't... Um, clearly hit the netting. They missed it. They had to challenge it. It gets overturned. Alex Korn had a goal taken off the board uh, in the series against Florida in Game 4. Uh, that A puck clearly hit the netting uh, and, and, and stayed in play. So those are stoppages of play. A missed penalty call is not a stoppage. It's not a, considered a stoppage of play. I know, hey, but Herrick... A penalty does stop the play, only if it's called. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. So you can't review it. You can't challenge it. You have to rely on the officials on the ice in these situations. And unfortunately, the Lightning have to live with it. It's a missed call. Like I said, we're going to talk about this for years to come, no matter what happens in the series. Well, assuming the lighting don't come back in this series. And it was strange in the sense that in his postgame session with the media, John Cooper was very cryptic, I guess, is, is the way to say this, because he did not come right out and say about the too many men he didn't say anything about it uh, and in fact I I got the only question in and my question was how much did it, you know, how disappointing was it that they didn't get more than one goal out of the first period and did that push in the first take something out of them as that game went on because that's what it felt like in the overtime and uh, he didn't answer that question basically he said that he's crushed for his team He's heartbroken that they lost that game. He said that we're all in this together, players, coaches, and referees. He loves this game for everything that the game has brought to him and to be in a Stanley Cup final. But when it comes out tomorrow, meaning Thursday, we're, we're all going to know that they should still be playing. And he kind of walked off. And it was, for him, that's out of character. 
in in sessions and, and I think it tells you they know how much that game meant. They know how much it meant to win that game, tie the series 2-2 and make it a best of 3 going into Denver on Friday. And you could tell he was he was emotional. Because I I think look, they're they have this chance at a legacy winning three straight cups. You're, you're seeing the sacrifice that these players are putting themselves through to give themselves an opportunity to be in this situation. Lost another player tonight. Eric Chernak did not play after the first period. Came and sat on the bench. We saw that with Braden Point earlier in the playoffs, but did not take any more shifts. You have to think his opportunity to resume in the series is probably not looking good. At one point, Anthony Sorelli left the ice because we assume what looked like he got nicked with the skate of Alex Kalorn on his hand. He left the ice holding his hand, and he wasn't taking face-offs the rest of the game, so that play happened towards the end of the second period. And and this is just the stuff we know about. Like, we know Brandon Hagel's dealing with a foot injury. We know what Braden Point tried to play through what Steven Stamkos is playing through with all the block shots that he's had, you know, and everything that all these players are going through to put themselves on the line and to have a game end in that sort of a controversial situation and go down 3-1 in the series. And, and, you know, in a lot of ways, it almost sounded like John Cooper gave a concession speech. Because it's, look, it's going to be hard. This is a hole that is so difficult to dig out of for any team, let alone one that's playing in their third consecutive Stanley Cup final and the number of, of games that they have played. I'm not counting them out. I refuse to count them out until somebody puts dirt on them. But you could tell how much it meant because John Cooper is not normally that short in his postgame comments. And if there's controversy, he'll usually point it out in a manner in which it's, um, it, it doesn't come off as snarky or controversial in his comments, right? Like he's not going to put himself in position to get fined for making bad calls. And maybe that was part of the emotion and he, he kind of had to walk away from it. He said he would speak on Thursday before the team leaves for Denver. Unfortunately, I won't be able to be a part of that. But I'll be writing about it. So that's that's what we have. We have some good old-fashioned officiating controversy in a league that continues to say they have the best officials in the world. And not only that, at this time of the year, you're supposed to have the best officials of the best officials in the world. And and on top of the too many men call, how many other calls did they let go in this game? And I'm not saying, look, Tampa Bay's power play has not been good. They scored once in four games. Colorado, meanwhile, has six power play goals in this series. So maybe the calls not being made benefits Tampa Bay because they've been good five on five. The tying goal, the 2-2 goal, scored by Cogliano, was the first even-strength goal the Lightning have allowed at home since Game 6 against Toronto. 
all the way back in the first round. So games three and four against Florida didn't give up an even strength goal. They only gave up one goal in those games. And then you have the series against the Rangers in games number three, four, and six. They did not give up an even strength goal. And of course, in game number three, the Lightning didn't give up an even strength goal. So that's a lot of really good even strength play. And of course, Colorado gets a power play goal again tonight. As somebody pointed out, you've had two overtime games in this series. The Lightning have not scored a power play goal. Colorado has in both of those games, and they're both one goal overtime decisions. So perhaps the five on five play probably benefits Tampa Bay in that situation. But there were there were some pretty blatant calls that weren't made. And Victor Hedman got tripped. Anthony Sorelli got tripped. Uh, there were a couple that would let go on Tampa Bay's part as well. But in the end, it's a goaltending or a officiating controversy that ends up being the deciding factor in a Stanley Cup final game, and that's not good for the league. It's just not. You know, back in the 70s and 80s, you didn't really have replays like that, right? Certainly didn't have video review. I mean, video review's only been around for a handful of years now. But when it's clear as day, and this one is clear as day, you'll if you haven't seen a replay already, you're going to see it. It's, um, it's a devastating way to lose an important game, a Stanley Cup final game. And like I said, nothing can be done about it. We're going to talk about it. At the end of the day, all it's going to say is Colorado 3, Tampa Bay 2, Avalanche lead the series three games to one. That's all it's going to say, but it, it has to be disappointing. And you could hear it in John Cooper's voice. You could hear it in, the, in what he said and the way he said it. that the game ended with controversy and controversy is never good when it comes down to officials especially in this game it's too many too many gray areas for officials too many gray areas for things to go called or uncalled and with four officials slash referees on the ice all four of them missed it all four missed it, and that's a shame. But nothing can be done. Lightning have to get on a plane, head to Denver, face that atmosphere. But I've seen this franchise do it before. Back in 2004, when Calgary won game number four, sorry, game number five, in overtime, in Tampa, Oleg Saprikin scored the overtime winner in that game and sent that team back to Calgary with a chance to clinch the cup. Would have been the first team since the 93 Canadians to win a Stanley Cup, uh, a Canadian-based franchise. And that was Marty St. Louis' double overtime. It's a different situation. I understand this is a game five as opposed to a game six. Either way, it's a potential clinching game in a hostile environment. And not too many teams come back from 3-1 in the Stanley Cup final. But the Lightning are going to have that chance, and that's what they're going to have to do. And no matter what happens, no matter how this series ends, if it ends the wrong way for Tampa Bay or if it ends the right way for Tampa Bay, their legacy is not going to be tarnished. 
People were saying, oh, if they get swept, their previous two cups mean nothing. Bullshit. It means something. Their legacy is fine. Their legacy is, in, as, is not going to be at stake here. Reaching three Stanley Cup finals, something that hasn't been done since the mid-80s. Uh, we'll talk about that in a positive way for years to come. But now they face a hole like they, they haven't had in a while. Down 3-1 against a very good Colorado team. Uh, against a wild atmosphere that they're going to have in Denver. So that's what they're up against. All right, don't forget that if you are not a subscriber to my site, I invite you to go check it out. I'm going to give you $10 off a yearly subscription. Use the, the code PODCAST. $10 off your first year. Uh, don't forget the pregame skate show. Myself with Bobby the Chief Taylor will air at 7 p.m. on Friday. I had a game number five as the Lightning look to stave off elimination and force a game six, which would be on Sunday back in Tampa. Uh, that's on News Radio WFLA, 970 AM, and on the Lightning Power Play which you can find on the iHeart app. Just search for Lightning Power Play. Uh, And, of course, I'll have a little bit more detail and insight into this controversy uh, on my website, uh, hopefully before I have to head to the airport. All right, as always, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for the support, and we will talk soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.